Welcome to the Buick Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and on this podcast, we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories, and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. This podcast is brought to you by Northbound Gear. Northbound Gear is designed for maneuverability and durability and is made to last through even the toughest of elements. My go-to for their pants is the Water Resistance Adventure Pants and their lined waterproof jeans. I've worn them while out ice fishing, crawling through the woods bear hunting, and on the west coast out on the boat. And I even wear them around when I'm having a lazy day at the house. They are that comfortable. They also offer jackets, summer pants, backpacks, and many more. Men's and women's sizes are available, and by partnering with One Tree Planted, you're planting a tree with every purchase. Check them out for yourself at northboundgear.co, and when you use my promo code SHELDON15 at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your order. That's northboundgear.co and promo code SHELDON15. Well, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors podcast. Today is a little bit different. I'm joined by Shelby, my brother, and my brother's wife, Courtney. Uh, Blaine and Courtney, they both run the Macaroni Meadows YouTube channel, and they also have their own podcast called the No Wasted Days Podcast. And uh, the YouTube channel is mainly focused on just living a better, healthier lifestyle, getting outdoors, and running their small little hobby farm. And their No Waste Today's podcast is all about the sober life. If you guys want to check them out, you can head over to YouTube. And you can also find them on all major podcast platforms. I can talk about my 1,000 hours outside, which I turned into 2,000 hours outside. Yeah, let's start with that. It's things that I like doing. Yeah. Were you doing to spend 2,000 hours outside? And is that throughout the year? Well, I did. Last year, I did a challenge because I... I found like a podcast thing and it was like a challenge for actually just for kids because they say that kids spend a thousand hours a year on like screens. So to counterbalance it, they tried to do a challenge where you spend a thousand hours outside and I was really motivated and I started in February and I was like, oh, a thousand hours, I can do 2000, no problem. <laughs> I ended up at like 2300. Awesome. So what, uh, what did you do to get that thousand hours though? I did everything. Went for walks, hikes, had fires, fishing. went and cut firewood, fishing, went hunting, hunting. bear camp. Well, like, you count lots of stuff too. Like, work. Yeah. Like, a going, lot of work. Going like to Moberly and shit to get like, you count that outside, <laughs> don't you? Oh yeah. Well yeah, I mean you are outside. Like, yeah. That's the point of it, just getting outside instead mm-hmm. of staying in. So. And then when we moved here, like we got all our macaroni meadow stuff oh, filming. Our- Garden. And our, our garden took a huge chunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking that'll kill some time. I mean, like in the summertime, we'd like get up when the sun came up at like five thirty six, and like spend like the first like five hours just outside. Go to Williston, take the dog for a run. That's like, such a sick town last year. Oh, I know. I it's can't like wait for like spring and summer. Of my life. Yeah. Well, it's nice too because like it made a guy like you kind of get back into the outdoors because I know there was a little bit of time where you're on a bit of a hiatus kind of yeah. thing where. You kind of went your own ways and and did your own thing, and now you're back into hunting and fishing and getting back out there, so it's actually nice to see that something as simple as just making a goal of a thousand hours outside has Mm -hmm. really got you out. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, like, the biggest thing, too, is just, like, the change in our diet is 100% the biggest reason why we go outside. 
Mm -hmm. Because instead of, like, we try to, like, our goal, ultimate goal is to, like, grow all our own food here and then hunt and fish. Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And then, like, last year, doing all the hunting and fishing and then doing our own gardening plus buying local, like, fruit and vegetables and stuff. Like, that plays a big part because it's, you shouldn't, I th I honestly believe that people shouldn't buy food from a grocery store that's all pre-packaged and all got a bunch of bullshit in it. Yeah. I think you should hunt and fish and to get your meat and whatever you can't hunt and fish, you should get from a farm. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent agree. Because I know every once in a while, you know, we don't get a moose or don't get an elk, something like that. So you have to kind of subsidize with mm -hmm. grocery store stuff, but like. I can 100% tell the difference between a beef from the grocery store and a beef mm -hmm. from somebody's farm just up the road yeah. and then compare that even to like a wild moose, elk, deer, bear, whatever. Like it's mm -hmm. totally, totally different. And like your body feels different too yeah. when you're eating that stuff. It does. It's like insane amount of energy that you get from like real food. Because mm -hmm. I like, me and Courtney talk about it a lot like... There's so many diets out in the world. Fab diets. And none of them are sustainable, I don't think. I call my diet just real food diet. Just eat anything you want as long as it's real. Yeah. And, like, what better stuff can you get than, like, wild game and, like, fish that you catch either in the ocean or in the lakes. And, yeah, it's, it's, there's no difference. Like, even, like, we bought half a pig and that pork that we have compared to just even buying like pork chops at like Safeway like what a difference so yeah. much better so much tastier so much better quality mm -hmm. and just so much like more satisfying to eat yeah yeah well even like carrots from the grocery store compared mm -hmm. to carrots in your garden yeah I don't know what they put on carrots at the grocery store but that's not a carrot no <laughs> well, it just tastes like nothing and then you eat one out of your garden it's like candy like it's yeah. just so sweet yeah and I like I went away from that kind of lifestyle for, like, a long time. And then when we started doing it, we went to, like, the health food store in Fort St. John. And they sell um, Big Lake Ranch. is a, um, a family in Chetwin. They have a huge farm out there. And they, they uh, farm all kinds of vegetables and beef and stuff. And we bought carrots from there. Mm -hmm. And I bit into one and was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I forgot what a carrot tasted like. Yeah. As crazy as that sounds, like, because you're just so used to eating those little mini ones that come in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, who knows how long that carrot sat, those carrots sit there before they actually get sold. Like, mm -hmm. that's just, it's trash, mm -hmm. right? It's totally trash. Yeah. Well, when you're buying meat from grocery store, too, like, a lot of times, if you see a steak, it's, it's just, like, a steak. And, like, if you forget on the counter... It's like, oh, man, I wasted 20 bucks. Yeah. But if you have, like, moose steak or whatever, like, when you shot your moose when you were, what was it, like, 15? 15, 16? Yeah. yeah. Like, there was a huge amount of pride. And then, plus, mm -hmm. every time we ate supper for the next year, like, that was your yeah. moose. Like, you fed us. Yeah. That's so, like, one of the, the coolest things about hunting, too. Like, like this year, I shot uh, two bears with you out in bear camp, mm -hmm. and, and Dad was there. So every time I had a pack of my, uh, I got uh, jalapeno and cheddar smokies made. Yeah. Every single time I had one, I was reminded of like that week or 10 days that we were out there. And it was like, it's almost like you get a memory mixed in with your food kind of. Yeah. 
It's such. It's cool to be connected to it. It really is. I think. Yeah. Well, sometimes you also get it where if you shoot an animal somewhere, it takes so much work to go get it. You're like, oh, I had to go swim across mm-hmm. this beaver dam to go get that moose. So sure as hell, I ain't letting that go rotten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's an accomplishment, right? Like you actually put your freaking blood, sweat, and tears out there to get it. Like that's huge, especially nowadays when everything is just so easily available to just run down the store and buy their crap. Like, it's huge to be able to be like, I killed that. I, I took care of it. I Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, and then, like, packaged meat, too. If you look at it, I don't know if this is from United States, Canada, BC, Alberta. Who knows? But, like, when I grab, like you said, a package of bear meat, I can go, this came from kilometer so and so on mile ninety eight on the right hand yeah. side at this lease. This is the location of the lease. Yeah. And this is where I shot him and he died in thirty seconds. Yeah. Where the other stuff it's like I don't know. It says sirloin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, who knows what va- like vaccinations and stuff they plopped into that like, that thing could have been over vaccinated, like it's hormones and stuff to make them beef up quick. Like, yeah, like it's so much better off doing your own doing your own hunting. And, and es- especially the biggest difference is like chicken. Yeah. Ugh, oh chicken. man, store like, chicken is gnarly. Yeah, like I don't know what's in it, but I just don't even touch it. I'm uh. Like, Ugh. we got chickens here. Good grouse, like it's so much better. Oh yeah, yeah, it's. And two, like, in the last couple years, like, we've seen the world kind of go crazy. (laughs) And at some points, there literally was, like, no meat in grocery stores. And it's crazy to me to think that, like, some people, like, if you couldn't buy your food from a grocery store, if they actually had a problem with supply chains breaking down or whatever, they wouldn't know, like, how to feed themselves. Yeah. And that's scary. Well, another thing with that, too, is there's such a big disconnect as to where food comes from now that Mm -hmm. you'll see people say, well, why would you hunt? You don't need to hunt anymore. You can just go to the store. Yeah. It's crazy that people think like that. They don't know... Like, where their meat comes from. They don't know where anything comes from, really. Well, and it's the same people that are pushing, like, go vegan. Like, get this meatless, or, like, yeah, meatless whatever. Like, no, that's not (laughs) food. That's, no, that's gross. Yeah. Like, when everything started going downhill, and everybody started buying in bulk, I didn't buy a single steak. I didn't buy a single pork chop. I didn't buy a single (laughs) chicken wing. But I bought bullets. Yeah. <laughs> 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 toilet paper? No, yeah, I was going to say, no shortages didn't affect us at all aside from finding toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. And that year, like the first two years of all everything being all completely sideways, not once did we miss a meal. No. And like if it came down to it and our freezer was completely empty and it was July, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just yeah. put it out there. We'll yeah. just say that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, uh... And two... One of the coolest things about this kind of lifestyle, too, is in the, you do all the work in the, the spring, you prepare, and you do work in the summer, and you hunt in the fall and all that, and you fill your freezer, and you've told me this before, like, it is such a good feeling to know, like, I'll be fine all winter. Yeah. I don't have to buy a single thing, and I'd be fine. Yeah. I, I might a, be eating the same thing every day, but I'll be fine. Yeah. I have a 750-square-foot uh freezer mm-hmm. i open it up i look inside i go i'm okay yeah and i close it yeah like it the the amount of stress and anxiety is like there's nothing there yeah <laughs> even people that don't hunt like if you buy yourself or your family like half a cow it's a lot of meat yeah and you save a lot of money yeah you got to pay up front you know whatever it is a couple thousand dollars or whatever but then boom you have meat for 
ever, basically. Yeah. And Same. you're also supporting, so, like, mm-hmm. probably somebody local, somebody that, you know, somebody that really deserves to be supported, as opposed to the, you know, the chain freaking grocery store that crap's just trucked in. God knows what's put in it. God knows how long it's been sitting out. Like, yeah, you're supporting a small business person, and you're, that's the kind of people that make a difference in our lives. Like, keep mm-hmm. us going. Yeah. And saying there's, like, people who live in town, and they don't want to hunt or they can't hunt, but they still want their own food and stuff, grow a garden. Yeah. Like, you don't have to think big or anything. Like, a couple of planters, mm-hmm. if you don't have room for it, well, if you have a front yard and a backyard, you got room for food. Yeah. Get rid of the lawn. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. even do a pretty good, like, balcony one on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a no garden. problem at yeah. all. Even if it's only enough to make, like, one pot of carrots at least you know what a real carrot tastes like yeah <laughs> before we moved to fort st or before we moved from fort st john uh we started a garden at the community garden yeah that was cool like i had gardened since i was a kid since you know living with my parents place or living at my parents place as a kid and like it was so awesome we made carrots or we got carrots and radishes and like i think a little like some peas and stuff and it was just like wow like it's there's something mm-hmm. so awesome about like getting your hands in the dirt and just like yeah like it was that was awesome yeah and there's like a huge sense of pride with that too like when i was a kid when i was 12 or well when i was 10 i shot my first mule deer Mm -hmm. and like the pride and just like i don't the feeling you get where it's like i'm feeding everybody yeah like there's so many kids that don't get that and i feel so sorry for those kids because like Mm -hmm. it's amazing when you're when you're that young and you have that much, I don't know. Responsibility, even. Yeah. It's responsibility, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, like it, it really goes a long ways and it really starts a really good foundation for mm-hmm. growing up. I still remember my dad always used to mark anything I shot with my name on it in the yeah. freezer. So every time they pulled out something that I shot from the freezer, they'd be like, oh, it's from your deer. And I'd always be like, yeah, we're eating my <laughs> deer tonight. Yeah. So like, yeah. it was so cool, right? Yeah, I think it's really important to, for people that have kids, to get them outside and outdoors and not just plunk them down in front of electronics and screens. And it happens too much nowadays. Like, just kids are, some kids are just bad. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, because they're just, they don't have attention for anything and... uh, I think it's the parents' job and it's the most important job is to get these kids outside and teach them real life skills that they can use yeah well and like for us like we not so much you because you weren't really into the trapping thing all that mm-hmm. much but for me growing up trapping like it was awesome where dad was like here's a trap figure it out catch that lynx mm-hmm. and after trial and error you eventually figured out you troubleshooted how to get that lynx to go into this pen mm-hmm. and step on that one little pan and like even to this day you give me a problem and I just start trial and error. Yeah. Start this, didn't work. Okay, try this. That didn't work. Try this. And it almost worked. But what I had a little guide stick here to, to make that Lynx put his head over here and then mm-hmm. go through the snare or whatever. It's like, it really starts out, uh, I, I don't know, it just, it helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it teaches you, like, real Problem life solving, problems. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And to think outside the box and to, like, reevaluate what you've done and be like, okay, not quite there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so mm-hmm. important. Well, it's also a healthy way to learn that failure is okay. You just keep trying and working on mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eventually yeah, that payoff is, yeah. Yeah, eventually <laughs> that payoff is just oh so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 90% of life is trial and error. You don't know yeah. it until you figure it out unless you've got somebody that holds your hand every step, step of the way, and then that's even worse because you have no independence. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
even like when we have kids, like I want to like bring them out, even when they're just little, you know, set them up out there at the garden while we're planting stuff, you know, get them all dirty and they can play in the dirt. And, <laughs> play with their mud pies. Right. Make mud pies and just That's be a kid. My dad always yeah, did is he took me everywhere. Like even when he used to take me quadding, he used to mm-hmm. strap me on his chest, just like duct tape my head up and ride on the quad. And yeah. If they went picking berries, they just like plop me down. Yeah. I'd eat everything I could reach. And <laughs> well, they just did their thing and yeah. I just kind of grew up to love it for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. We live in kind of a different world now where it's. I don't know. It's people, it seems like a lot, especially young people, they're kind of just getting away from the outdoors a bit. And I think stuff, uh, stuff, especially like Buick Outdoors, it helps because people watch it on YouTube and you show them like some of the stuff you do and they're like, oh, wow, it's not as hard as I thought it is or something like that. I've learned so much. Just from watching your videos, I have. Well, and it makes yeah. it look fun because this yeah. stuff is fun, right? It is. Like, it is. Yeah, and well, I mean, like, that back to it. a lot of people, they need kind of direction. Like, yeah. They're like, I want to go fishing, but I don't know how. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, this is how you do it. And like, oh, that's it? Yeah. So, yeah, you need a rod, a reel, yeah. some lure, and a body of water that has fish. Mm-hmm. Just go cast and reel it in. Yeah. See what happens. Right? <laughs> yeah, and they can, they can watch a video... And, like, watch one of your fishing ones, see how you catch a fish, and then you cook it, and then they can go out and do that. Yeah. And they'll be like, wow, this is really cool. That's like how many people comment on your gross videos, like, wow, I never thought to cook it that way. Even when we started dating, one of the first things you did was middle of winter, you brought me a bunch of gross to my apartment, and you made me a stir fry. And I was just like, whoa, I never thought of doing that with gross. We always just, like floured it and fried it yeah Yeah. it was just so cool to see a different easy way to do it yeah well and a lot of people too maybe they're forced to go when they were kids because that's just Mm -hmm. what dad did yeah like yeah yeah, we're going hunting because dad's going hunting i don't want to do it so he's dragging me out Mm -hmm. and it's just not fun so when they get older and they have kids they're like it was never fun like Mm -hmm. you're not missing much yeah so when they watch something like buick outdoors or whatever it is and they go oh well, maybe it is fun. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe we should take this approach. Like, we don't mm-hmm. have to go all out. You don't have to wake up at yeah. 3.30 in the morning, hike for 10 kilometers, just to sit on a hill and look for moose. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can have fun with this. You can make yeah. it enjoyable. Like, it's hunting, fishing, trapping, rock collecting. It's not about the kill or mm-hmm. the collection of stuff. It's just about getting outside and yeah. just having fun and if you need something like a thousand hours app to get you out there or their mm-hmm. podcasts or their books and all that stuff yeah give her like it's it's amazing that they have that too yeah it was very interesting i was i haven't listened to them in a while but uh a lot of their stuff they would talk about like how being outside is like basically not an end all or whatever but it would it cures like depression anxiety like it's it's yeah. huge and it, I know it does because this is, once again, like one of the best years of my life. Like, yeah. Just, I feel amazing. Well, it grounds I, you, right? And we're meant yeah. to be connected to the... We're meant to be connected to nature. We're meant to be connected mm-hmm. to the moon. We're not meant to be connected to bodies of water. It's part of us that is us, right? Mm-hmm. So when we get so far out of touch with it, that's when we start to feel really bad. And that's when depression sets in. And that's when your body gets out of whack, right? Oh, yeah. Like, that's not how our ancestors did it. We didn't, like, hide in our house and freaking play on our Switch 95 hours of the day. Like, we went outside and we we lived outside. We were connected. And that's why we've gotten so far from it. That's why people are sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, even I feel a difference, too. If I, if there's a 
terrible week and the it's minus 20 and mm-hmm. the wind's blowing and stuff yeah i i don't really enjoy going out and that stuff i mean yeah. nobody does no but after like four or five days of that mm-hmm. i'm ready to suffer <coughs> yeah. and i go outside <laughs> yeah. and i do something yeah whether it's go outside split firewood for 10 15 mm-hmm. minutes get one ray of sunshine on me yeah it's like good enough you breathe fresh air for once and like yeah yeah, you just, we're not meant to be cooped up. No, I don't even think humans are meant to live in, like, cities. I, really don't. I don't think so. <laughs> you need your own space, and, like, there is nothing I love better than going out here at Macaroni Meadows and, like, just doing chores for, like, four hours. You yeah. know what a really good I thing to do it. is, too, if you're, like, so, like, stressed out or you got a lot of anxiety? I used to, in the fall especially, uh, summer too, but in the fall a lot, I'd go back in the backfield with no shoes on and I would just walk around. Mm-hmm. and grounding is so good and it's so important and it just like it just like reconnects you and even like in the winter time i haven't done it too many times because i'm a big chicken but like take your shoes off and walk in the snow yeah. barefoot like mm-hmm. it sucks for a little bit but then there's just something about it that it's just it's reconnecting you yeah well and, like there's so many people out there in the world too where it's like they have never seen the stars yeah that's it blows my mind <laughs> yeah. it really it's oh man because even here, like, we live in town, mm-hmm. but you go outside and look up, and it's just like, oh, like, it's so clear. Oh, the full moon the last couple days? Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, I feel so gorgeous. bad for people like that, you know? My yeah. best friend, she moved to Edmonton four years ago, and mm-hmm. I wasn't really thinking. She came out to Buick. She stopped before we even went in the house. She's like, the stars. I was just like, yeah, what about them? She's like, they're beautiful. Like, I haven't seen the stars in yeah. years, and I just... I couldn't even imagine it, like, just all that smog and smoke and light mm-hmm. pollution. The light the pollution is terrible. Yeah. And then even something as simple as, like, the sound of silence. Mm-hmm. Like, when you go out to some of the parts of the woods that I'm in, yeah. like, you just, once as you stop moving, there's nothing. Yeah. Like, it is, like, actually quiet. Just yeah. a peace, hey. Yeah, where like... people, they just kind of drown out the noise of mm-hmm. sirens or people yelling at their dog. Or if you're in a big city, the sirens going. Yeah constantly the subway going by and mm-hmm. it's like they've never actually heard silence yeah and like when they do it freaks them out yeah it's like it almost like it scares them a bit because it's so quiet yeah well, even when we moved here like we in fort st john our house is right down from the fire hall and so like you heard the like alarms and stuff go off and like you get used to it I, when we first moved here it took me probably a couple weeks to get used to silence Mm-hmm. Like it was almost like I want to say almost a little bit unnerving because yeah, I was like, like it is so freaking yeah. quiet here. Like, yeah, what's it just puts you on, on edge almost. Like what's gonna right? happen? Right? Like, with, like yeah. right? <laughs> I've seen this movie before. Yeah, <laughs> I lived in uh, an apartment when Sean and I first met, and it was right by the high school, and it was always pretty busy. So when I first moved out, like just getting used to how quiet it was, especially mm-hmm. when I was home alone. It was unsettling because every single little noise that did come, I was like, "What is that? Yeah, Who's here? What is that? Yeah. Like, what's going on?" But just like the lack of noise, you're like, "Ah, where is everything?" Mm-hmm. And um, then once as you like, once you get that though, it's like, "Oh, I don't want anything else." Yeah, right. Like I, like, I back, love yeah. my peace and quiet. Yeah, it's oh. Anything that disturbs my peace, I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, coming to your guys' house is it's so quiet out here. Yeah, it is like we got quiet. one neighbor dog who barks a little bit in ours, but that's it. Well, yeah. we got ducks and chickens, but... Oh, yeah, the, the, the ducks and the chickens will keep you on your toes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cute, though. They say hi to me like every like when I like let them out and I'm doing my chores and stuff. I'd be like, hi, yeah. Paul. And he'll be like, quack, quack, quack. I'm like, oh, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Well, and like, even us living in the like, <laughs> we... We're not surrounded by anything, really. Yeah. But even there, 
being in the house for a few hours or whatever, like you can almost feel like the air density almost. Mm -hmm. And then if I go even five minutes up the road, even if I walk half a click and I go into the trees, like it just, it feels and smells so much better. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's just like the dust and pollen in the air or what it is, but like just going outside for a quick little walk, like it like clears your lungs almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if you are in like a city, and like you go outside, but you're still yeah in the, in the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I love. There's something about going for a walk. I just I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm busy doing something, you know, with with our YouTube or podcast, and I can't quite think of what I want to do, I'll just go for a walk. It clears your head, and you just like, oh man. Yeah. You get so some of my best ideas have come on long walks. Oh yeah. Definitely. I'm weird. If there's not an actual like destination at the end, I hate going for walks. Uh, like, I, I like. To, I something. always. I always start and then I. I never know where I'm going ever. I just go and I come and go this it's way. It's true. Way. We'll be walking the dogs. They'll be like left or right. <laughs> yeah, I ask right the dog. Left. I'll be like, okay, well, there's a huge dog down that road, so let's go the other yeah. way. Yeah, I'll walk yeah, for as many dog. kilometers as you want me to, as long as there's something cool to see at the end. Yeah, yeah. I like. I think we're always going to see like places to go fossil hunting or dinosaur yeah. tracks because I'm like, oh yeah, I'll walk for ten kilometers mm-hmm. to go see some dinosaur tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to. It's definitely been cool to get back into the outdoors. I just absolutely love it. And one of my favorite days last year was Macaroni's second birthday when we brought her out chicken hunting. <laughs> yeah. That was so much fun. I was shooting at chickens and I think I ended up bagging three. Yeah, and you shot I think so. my I, jar. No, I didn't shoot the jar. I shot my jar. That was old mushroom jar. Brand new. Sheldon goes, what is this thing doing here? It's getting out of this house. I was like, okay, I'll give it to my friend. Nope. They took it out. They shot it on macaroni's right there. Well, even the animals love being outside. Like, I know sometimes when Blaine's gone, I don't, uh, we like to take the dogs down to Williston and stuff and just let them blow off some stink and do their thing. Mm-hmm. But when Blaine's here, like when you're going to camp and stuff, because my, my car is not exactly the best uh, winter mobile, <laughs> they get like cooped up and they feel cabin fever too. Yeah. So like it's got to, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things where you got to get out there, you got to get some air and you got to enjoy that you have the opportunity to do that. Because yeah, a lot of these pe- people in big places, they don't get that. Yeah. They don't have that opportunity. Well, yeah. a lot of them have never even done it, so it doesn't even hold any kind of appeal. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. One with you getting back in the outdoors now too, like you've totally reconnected with like me and with dad and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And like yeah. bear camp actually means something now. Oh, hundred like, <laughs> percent. It's like, I look forward to it every year, all year. Yeah. I'm like, I can't wait. And like, it doesn't matter like what work's got going on or whatever. It's like, no, I'm not I'm leaving. It's bear camp. Yeah. Like, what do you mean bear camp? Yeah. Bear camp. So, yeah. yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> and it's funny how that started too. Cause I've, the one spring, however long that was, like 10, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. during the fall, I noticed that like the moose in the area that I was hunting just completely got wiped out. Yeah. But then I would drive 16 kilometers and I count like 35 bears. And yeah. like, that's not exaggerating. No. So then I was like, well, I mean, there's a bear season. So I talked to dad. I was like, you ever hunted bears before? He goes, yeah, back in the 101 dump, but that's where they stayed. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know. And then I started looking online and people are like, yeah, we eat bears all the time. They taste great. Yeah. Other people are like, no, they taste like garbage. It's not worth it. I'm like, well, 
I'll make up my mind for myself. So mm -hmm. I went out, bought a bear tag. It was spring. I've been cooped up all winter. Went yeah. out, shot a bear, and I was like, oh, finally I'm out hunting again. Yeah. Like, this is a blast. Made them into sausages, cooked them up. That day I went into town just before backcountry closed and I bought a second bear tag. I came back out the next day, I shot a second bear. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. And then after that, it was just like every spring I went camping. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I was by myself for the first, uh, I don't know, eight, nine, ten yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you came out once or twice and then dad came out once. And then Wade came out with dad the one day and now it's like, it's a big thing. It is, yeah. Like it's, it's yeah, and like everybody's eating bears, and yeah. now like it's a success story because now the moose population is actually coming mm -hmm. up now too. Yeah, and like over the years, like I don't know how many bears we've killed. Like I've killed two bears consistently every year for ten years. Mm -hmm. So that's twenty. Yeah, you've come out. I think you've got three. Three. Yeah. Dad's gotten three or four. Karen got one. Yeah. Wade got one. Uh, my buddy Tevin's come out. He's gotten two, I think, now. I got one. Yeah, you yeah. got one. Like, we have <laughs> shot so many bears, and, like, it's still a very healthy yeah. population. But, like, just the predator management and bringing up mm -hmm. the moose population, like, it's, I feel just amazing. Yeah, because and you're it. not exaggerating. I remember the first year I came out, like, we'd go for a hunt, and we would see, like, 15 bears. Yeah. Like, ever in, like, a span of, like, two hours. They're yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man. Now you actually have to drive a little bit. Yeah. But there's still a lot. Mm -hmm. But at least now it seems like they're, like, in, like, a manageable number. Yeah. Where before, like... They're everywhere. You could have went out with 100 rounds, shot every single bear that you've seen, and the next day there'd be another bear mm -hmm. in its place. Like, it was just... Yeah. Well, there was almost, like, a stigma behind, like, eating bear too right like a lot of people are like oh trichinosis like no like i don't want to and it's kind of nice that you have brought so much attention to that that people are like no like yeah that's always a possibility you need to be aware of that but like there's ways to like prep it and to like that's not a guarantee it's not like oh i, I ate bear so now i'm gonna get it right like mm -hmm. i think you kind of by going out there and bringing everybody out there and like getting that going you've brought a good awareness to that yeah well it's like my dad he's never had any interest in eating bears he always thought they were gross, dirty garbage meat, and now all of a sudden he's wanting to come out this year to bear camp. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even with me, if I've shot 20 bears, and they're, you know, 150 pounds each, mm -hmm. some were bigger, some were about that size, that's 3,000 pounds of bear meat <laughs> yeah. that I have cooked and consumed, and yeah. not one thing of trichinosis. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, if you're worried about it, boil it. Yeah. Water boils at like 200 degrees, 160 kills trichinosis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, even... Like, I know before you tried the bear meat. Oh, I was like, I'm, not, like, I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm eating not eating that. bear. I'm not like, eating I'm bear. Not, I'm like, I'm not getting, yeah, no, I was, see, well, yeah. and that's uh, something like the fear my parents put into me. Yeah. Because I remember being very, very young and my dad and my uncle, who, who was like an older guy at the time, they went and they got, they each got one. They got a brown bear and a black bear. And I remember being really little and like watching them skin it. And I remember, I think it was my mom turned to my sibling, my I think it was my brother, and she was like, man, doesn't that look just like a skinned human? And I was like, ooh, and like, that like, like, yeah, like, I was like, and ever since, when I, like, that always stuck with me, and as we got older, I remember my, like, parents being like, oh, you don't eat bear, like, bear's garbage, they'll just eat anything, and like, mm -hmm. you don't eat them, and so when you're like, I'm going bear hunting, I was like, say, what? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you making a rug? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was the same way, like, what? I was the same way 
because Sheldon had to sit there and really convince me to try bear mm-hmm. meat for the first time when I moved out. I remember it was actually a bear roast, and I took, like, the tiniest little piece off the roast, and I ate it. All of a sudden, he looked, and I was, like, sneaking in the kitchen to get a bunch <laughs> more on my plate. And yeah. Then the next spring, I was out shooting my own bear. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, the first bear I got with you, I turned it all into Smokies, and I brought a pack with me. I went fishing with my buddy Colin. And uh, we fished, like, all day, and we were, like, just starving. And I was like, hey, I've, I brought bear smokies in the truck. So we went back, and we, we had a fire, and he was like, oh, bear smokies, I don't know. So we cooked him up, and, man, he was like, oh, these are delicious. Oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah. A bear smoky cooked over fire? Best. You cannot beat it. No. Like, you, it, it's on par with literally, like, a steak. Yeah. It's so good, especially if you're out in the woods, like, fishing or doing whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I got those smokies there. I'm going to cook them up. I'm a it's pizza. awesome. I'm a pizza monster, and we use bear smoky yeah. on our pizza now mm-hmm. when we make pizza at home. Mm-hmm. It's so freaking good. Yeah, like, when I made that pepperoni yeah. for you, I made those big, mm-hmm. big round ones, and uh, I was like, yeah, slice that up, throw it on a pepperoni pizza. Yeah. And, oh, that top-notch yes yeah. i want I'm, one of my bears this year i'm gonna turn like all into like homemade pepperoni i want to do it myself and yeah do it on the smoker and get those big ones that you had those are good yeah one like even those big ones if you make like two of them because mm-hmm. like one is i think five pounds yeah so you make two of them that's 10 pounds and then the other 20 pounds turn that into like the mm-hmm. links yeah it's amazing yeah there's it's so it's such a like it's a unique meat but it's it's good. Yeah. Like it really I really enjoy it. Oh yeah. And even like I find too, like bear meat is good for like it's such a good source of like protein. Like you get so much energy from it. Oh yeah. I find. Yeah, it's wicked one like even back in the day, like when people were coming over in like Christopher Columbus days or whatever, <laughs> people would shoot a deer, mm-hmm. throw away the meat and then sell the hides and they would shoot a bear, throw away the hide and eat the meat. Hmm. So, like, they preferred bear over, like, a white-tailed deer. Yeah. This day and age, you never hear that. No. <laughs> no. One, like, with, when it comes to bear, I always hear that it is, like, insanely greasy, insanely fatty. Tough. It just has, like, tough, tough disgusting tough. flavor. And I'm just like, what are you doing cooking it that wrong? And they're like, oh, well, I guess you just don't eat much bear. And I'm like, we get two every year. What do you mean I don't eat much bear? Yeah. I don't know what you're doing to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's weird. Did you shoot it in a dump? Yeah. It's garbage. garbage bear? Yeah, yeah it's better than any piece of beef I've ever eaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, shooting bears, too, depending on where they live, does change how they taste, especially mm-hmm. in the fall, because they have such a thick fat layer. Like, mm-hmm. if you shoot a bear in blueberries, they're going to have a sweet taste to them. Yeah. But if you're on, like, a salmon running stream and you shoot yeah. a bear, there's a good chance that you're going to have a slight fishy taste. Mm-hmm. But that's also if you leave a lot of the fat on, too. Like yeah. A lot of the flavor comes from the fat. But, mm-hmm. like, even bear fat, if you trim it all off and render it down, you can have bear lard. Yeah. And, like, that is amazing to cook with and mm-hmm. bake with. Like, it's just, it's a phenomenal yeah, you can weatherproof things. It's great for your hair and skin and nails. And what do you do with everything. it? Just cut it off and put it in a mason jar or something? Or? Uh, you yeah. cut it off, put it into a pot, and yeah. you just slowly cook it down. Yeah. Kind of like watching butter melt almost. Yeah. And then once all your cracklings kind of start to deep fry almost, or just before that, take it off the heat, strain it, and then you have bear lard. 
Cool. Like it's a very simple thing. The mm. only thing is, like with the bears that we hunt in the spring, yeah, because they're just coming out of hibernation. Yeah. There's no fat. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, very bold. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. very very they're little fat. Yeah. What's crazy is it used to be such a like desired commodity to have bear lard is that they would trade for it. like they would rather have bear lard than like gold half the time. Yeah, because mm. you can put on your leather and when it soaks in, it's just like. Uh, oiling your boots and it just mm-hmm. weatherproofs them. It's amazing ocean. They use really? it for like everything. Yeah, like it's a very yeah. You can use it for you name it. Yeah, people make bear bear oil, like beard oil and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's it's a yeah, it's great. Cosmetics. Yeah, yeah that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. So on that note, we're gonna call this a day here, guys. Uh, I want to thank you for all tuning in, listening to it. Uh, hopefully everything sounds all right. We're over at Blaine's place, so. Don't exactly have all the full setup here, but uh, yeah, thanks for watching, thanks for listening. Make sure you head over to Macaroni Meadows, check him out. He's on uh, YouTube there, and then he also has a No Wasted Days podcast. He's out on all major podcast platforms. So thanks, thanks Blaine sir. and Courtney, for coming over and doing this. And yeah, it was awesome. Catch you guys on the next yeah, one. Yeah, thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. <laughs>